0: Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. Welcome to our tactical debrief of Aston Villa 3, Burnley 2. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this episode a like, and most importantly, comment your thoughts in the comment section down below. It goes off like a fan forum every single time. If you can subscribe, it helps me out massively. If you are enjoying our content, Make sure that you do subscribe as well and you do comment your thoughts because that's what the comment section is there for. So many of you interact with each other, which is really, really good to see. So, debrief, what is it? Let's get in-depth then tactically. We'll have a look at the average positions. We'll have a look at passing networks. We'll go to the tactical pad. We'll have a look at the stats. And we'll have a look at some of the observations I've made, um, especially on the high line, uh, which I know is... Hot topic, offside trap, if you want to call it that. Um, So, yeah, we'll go into it. Then we'll go into the tactical pad first. We'll have a look at some of the things that really, really impressed me. And the biggest thing that really, really impressed me was the link up between Moussa Diaby and Leon Bailey. I thought that was scintillating. It was that good. It was explosive, expressive, powerful, dynamic, you know, they were absolutely brilliant against Burnley. And hopefully now that's a sign of things to come with Moussa Diaby because not only was it his, you know, willingness to run with the ball, it was his vision, it was getting into attacking areas, but it was also his tracking back coming into these areas. I think there was one time in the first half when he came back and he just he put in a challenge and he just muscled somebody out of the ball and it set us on our way again and I was like yes Musa that's what I want to see and and that was that was brilliant for him and it sort of set the tone in his performance so i think Musa Diaby had a really really solid game um yes he missed a couple of chances could have had four or five just needs to get his head down and work on that he's looking for that top corner a little bit too much but we won the game and he played really well. And, and I thought he had a really big game. And so did Leon Bailey, who I've got to talk about Bailey because he's absolutely incredible. He's, he's playing some of the best football I think he's probably played in his life. Not only in a Villa shirt. I think this is some of the best football he's probably ever played. And, and it's a sign of great coaching to be able to get this out of Leon Bailey, but it's also Bailey's mental state as well to keep delivering these, these top end high performances. So I've got to give massive credit to Bailey because he's playing really, really well. So the offside trap, the high line is getting, you know, a lot of topic because we conceded a couple of goals in the last, in the last few games. And I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I've got to be honest. Um, I think that's how we play, and and that's what we do, um, and we will continue to do it, and it works. And yes, we've conceded a couple of goals, and you might think it's being exposed at the minute because two teams have scored. You know, United and Burnley have both scored from the high line, but it's risk reward, and the reward is absolutely huge. And and one thing that I will mention about this offside trap, and the line is that it works both ways you can't be critical of it when we can see goals but then be happy when we score goals because the offside trap works in two ways it's all about containing the opposition and if we are containing the opposition in our half you know when we're scoring goals from doing so then it's having its rewards and bonuses at the same time so it's a two-way thing we can concede goals from it, but we're also scoring goals from it. But I don't see any pundit or anybody mentioning the high line when we're scoring goals and we're having territorial dominance and etc. And we're on our halfway line and we, and we scored a goal from it in this game as well. So, you know, the, the high line is all about containing the opposition and making sure that we are playing our football in this area of the pitch. We want to contain Burnley into a half. And what it means is that we are structurally dominant and containing the opposition into a half. And to do so, it means that their shape is non-existent to, to an extent. And the only ball that they've got on at that moment in time is the ball that's going to be played over the top. Now, what Unai Emery does brilliantly and he uses to his advantage is Unai is playing the technology. He's using the technology that we've currently got, because if this ball gets played over the top, over the top, and it is a tight call between one of these two players, it is going to go to VAR. And with a fine toenail, it's probably going to get called offside. Which is what happened to Foster for the first goal that he scored when it was offside. The offside goal that he scored, I think it was Foster that scored the first one when he was through, and it's that it the high the offside trap worked perfectly in that moment, and we're probably going to have moments where there are times, the odd times, that it gets done. The only problem I have with it the off the offside trap. It was was against Manchester United when the press isn't working, so we're not pressing the opposition. And this is what the offside trap's all about. It's all about the midfield pressing the opposition so that ball can't keep going over the top. You get the press right, you get the offside trap right. But against Manchester United, what I felt like it was every single minute in that second half, it was one, two, three. Four, it's too frequent. And if it becomes too frequent in a game, then we've got massive, massive problems. If it's just the odd one, occasionally every 10 minutes, then it's working okay. It's working fine. So, you know, they get through on one of their goals. Uh, and, and it's just it's just one of them. So if I show you how it works when we are scoring goals, is that you can see that this is Aston Villa's high line when we've scored a goal. This is the second goal that we score. So Watkins over the top. You can see Moussa Diaby getting forward, but you can see our defence is on the, high, on the halfway line, high line, and we've scored from the high line. So for me, I, I'm not having none of this... We've got to stop doing it. We've got to stop doing it because we can clearly see that the high line is working when we're scoring goals. So, you know, I just wanted to touch on the high line because I, I'm, you know, I'm seeing that it, it, it's a bad thing and, and I don't think it is a bad thing. You've got to think of, you know, you look at this back four yesterday, you know, why our back four has been so good is that we've pretty much had Powell, uh, Concert, Cash. Luca Dean, or we've had the vice versa if we go for that three. And we've got two players in here that haven't really played much this season in Longley and Moreno. So I think there's no there's no problems for me. There's no problems whatsoever for me. I think it's it's worked an absolute treat. You can see from the stats that we've got. We, we've probably like double ahead of anybody else who've got teams offside. Remember that stat a couple of months ago? So it's here to stay. I think it's working, uh, but we've got to just fine tune it slightly, but we're winning football matches. So, and we're second in the league. So if it's working when we're scoring, you know, we've got to remember it works when we are scoring as well. So we'll go to some of the images then, and then we'll get in. No, what we'll do is we'll go to the, uh, some of the stats. I want to show you the um, player rate, uh, player average positions as well, because these were, Massive, and it ties in with something that was saying about Ramsey against Manchester United and his average position. And it was a lot better against Burnley. So we had 65% possession, xG of 3.15, 19 shots, seven on target. We had uh, 454 passes, 85% passing accuracy, and one tactic that I noticed that we were doing uh, quite often in this game is we was going long. Um, we had 48% success on our long balls. So we, we were going long. We were going for that ball into that channel for Watkins to on onto, um, And we did that numerous, numerous times in this game. It was that one moment where, was it Diarby should have had it and Watkins left it and that was a big chance as well. So, you know, that ball over the top was working. You can see our danger creation as well was, was, was pretty much everywhere, really. It was down on that right-hand side, left-hand side, through the middle. So, you know, we created a lot of chances uh, and an expected threat of of all over the pitch as well, which was which was pleasing to see. Our shot map peppered the goal inside, outside. Uh, we had loads of chances, an XG of and uh, on, on our shot map of two point seven three to Burnley's one point one zero. And then here you can see the expected threat on match dominance. Villa four point eight eight. And Burnley, 1.91. and You can see, especially in that second half, we really, you know, turned our gears and and sort of was the more dominant side, especially when it went down to 10 men. And then you've got the XG shot by the minute. And Villa are in the blue and Burnley are in the claret. So here we can see the average positions for Aston Villa against Burnley. Um, So you can see that you've got the back three. So you've got four concert, three Carlos, 17 Longley. You've got a double pivot of McGinn and Douglas Louise, And then you've also got uh, number 15 Moreno going forward more. But you've got Jacob Ramsey a little bit more compact in central midfield. So what was that one thing that I criticised Ramsey for in the last game? Was that he was stepping on Luca Dean's toes a little bit too much. And he needed to make up part of the midfield. And here you can see that Ramsey was a lot more central. And our midfield looked a lot more balanced, uh, which was really good. You can see Watkins 11 as a focal point, And then you've got those two of the RB and Bailey, the link up. The link up is there. Uh, so that was absolute dynamite on that on that right-hand side. And then here you can see the passing network. You, you've, you've got a lot of width. Which was something that we needed to do at home. Um, you can see that they, the double pivot is further apart than what it normally is. But you've also got Ramsey in there and Diaby in there, literally making up that little that little box really. If Diaby was just a little bit more central, you wouldn't be able to make up that box. Um, and you can see that, you know, the passing networks between Carlos, Consa and Bailey are are really, really strong. We really, really worked that that right-hand side. But, but what you can see is that apart from Watkins, there's a network between every player. And that's something that we really lacked against Manchester United. So pleasing to see. Pleasing to see the width. Um, and I think you can really see that that Ramsey's role was, was a lot better. And a lot of you will be able to remember that network with him stepping on Luke Dean's toes. This, for me, 10 times better. Um, and it really does show... Um, a a really good network. If we have a look at Burnley's, it's a lot more um, together. It's a lot more congested, especially in the middle of the park. And then here you can see their network, especially in central midfield. It's just, it's a bit chaotic in there. Um, And I think that's down to Aston Villa's midfield, them trying to get a grip on our midfield. Um, So if we go now to uh, the average position, but what I want to highlight is, I just want to highlight, um some of the things that i've just been discussing especially player's positions so we're going to first of all start with uh we'll start with ramses then so you can see ramses average positions and his heat map now so you can see how he's more central not too wide and i think that's something that that's an area that he's just got to just got to work on just got to keep being in there keep driving forward finding that space uh, and exploiting um, the the opposition defences we have a look at leon bailey heat map hugging that touchline look absolutely loving that and then also you've got to look at moose didiabi's where you know he's interchanging with with bailey but he's also taking up those those central areas his he, heat map's quite heat there's a lot of heat on that uh, 18 yard box as well um so you, you know he, he's getting in there he's getting a lot of chances and on another day, he'd have a hat trick. Watkins again, quite central. Um, I thought, like, he had a really big game. We'll have a Moreno. Moreno's heat map heavy down that sort of left-hand side, and this is our left back. And he, he's spending more time in the opposition half than he's in his own half, which is which is exactly where we want him to be. You've got Conser, Carlos, Longley, and one players that I will touch on as well that that is really impressed me is Martinez's, look at Martinez's heat map. You know, his heat map is quite orange, sort of in front of that 18-yard box, and that shows that high line as well, the sweeper-keeper. You know, he's having, just when Martinez comes out to head the ball, that's where we want him to be. We want Martinez to be that sweeper-keeper. And, you know, when I'm seeing Martinez coming out and heading the ball, you know that's all part of the the line as well, and being alert, and and I, and I think that is it's great to see Martinez doing that as well because that's all part of his role. Now he's having to be the sweeper keeper, coming out and mopping up things, and and just you know calming it, and yeah, absolutely great to see. But that heat map from a keeper is absolutely brilliant. Um, so you know you can really see different styles on. On on how we we play with, with with our goalkeeper. If I go to you know another team, let's just pick Forest against Manchester United, and we'll compare the keepers. We have a look at the keeper from Forest. Yeah, his heat map's okay. Onana, his heat map's all right. There was one team that I did have a look at yesterday, and I was like, you can you can tell the heat maps from from different teams. I think it was Wolves. Uh, so we'll go to Wolves. heat map. Um, from their keeper so jose saw so i think it was so see how he's inside so his 18 yard box you know and that shows the difference between their keeper and how they're doing things compared to martinez and we've got pickford as well pickford's sweeper keeper as well so you know i think that's highlights the different roles of, of different goalkeepers so if we go to the images now and we'll have a look at some of the goals and some of the things that impressed me first goal Brilliant from Molly Watkins, absolutely brilliant. You know, he runs from sort of like around here into the box and then he kind of fizzes this little ball into Bailey and it's a great ball from Watkins, absolutely brilliant. And Leon Bailey, getting on that left foot inside the 18-yard box and it's only going in one place and it's in the back of the net. But then we huffed and we puffed and we... Got our goal and Burnley go down the other end of the pitch and score. Um, not sure on Martinez's positioning for this goal. He's in a little bit of no man's land here. He, he He's come, he's not come, and he just gets caught and he gets lost. I think he wants to come, but he just doesn't. And then they end up getting the header. Uh, you can see that they've got sort of like an overload here now. So they've got the overload against... No Villa player, so we really needed to switch on and get in front of them. And they headed to Anduni and he scores his goal. Um, so poor defending from Villa. And then our second goal, you know, great link up. Look at look at Diaby's desire to get into the box. The high line you've got Villa's high line d- defensively containing the opposition, brilliant to see. Um, and then here we have got the red card. I'm hearing company moaning about the cards but what about concert? Konca got a, a a yellow card for just moaning at the ref so there was petulant yellow cards left right and center really um so I think you know Villa got one and 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 so did they really so um but I think I want to highlight actually this was the um the red card incident and again, you can see Villa's line is really, really high. Um, so we are containing that opposition in our half. And we were through, look, we we were through. We were about to to sort of, you know, have a real big chance here because Douglas Luiz had broke through the lines. And again, territorially, the high line, it, it's, it's suffocated Burnley and it's created this opportunity for us. We then have got their second goal, which was, you know, I think Foster's absolutely unreal. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant striker. I enjoyed watching him at the start of the season. Uh, and now he's back. The high line here is not actually that high, is it? You know, I mean, if, you, if you're going back to images of, of Villa's high line, you know, that, that that's the high line there. That's Villa's high line. So when we're looking at this goal that we've conceded, that line actually isn't that high. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, you know, he gets a run uh, and, and it's a really it's a really good finish at Martinez's near post. Keepers shouldn't be beat at their near post. He gets some right power on it. I think you've got to think it's a great finish. Uh, but I guess Martinez, world's number one, would be thinking, you know, I probably shouldn't get beat at my near post, but he does. Um, so what have we got here? Again, I just really wanted to highlight Villa's shape. You can see Villa's shape in in, in a nutshell, really. Um, you know, you, And I think this was this image highlighted something that I enjoyed watching. So you've got Villa's back four. You've got the double pivot of Dougie and uh, McGinn. You've got Ramsey wanting to break through the line in that central area. But something that I thought was really good and what we have to have from the player that plays alongside Watkins is they have to drop a bit deeper and make up that box midfield, and actively make up and become that player on the opposite side to Jacob Ramsey. So you can see Villa's midfield here. You've got um, you've got Louise Ramsey, Ramsey to DRB, and DRB to John McGinn. So that's Villa's box midfield. But then what we do have is that asymmetric style of Leon Bailey out wide. So Leon Bailey out wide makes that asymmetric shape. And I think you know it's just good to see Diaby dropping and then um, Bailey going out wide. And and I think I think sometimes when we think about Diaby, we think of he's looked a bit lost recently. But this is the area that we need to see him in a little bit more. I think just actively being able to see him in this role. But I think he had a great game. He had great link up with the, with Bailey. Um, and and I think you know you've got Watkins in there as well. And I think this image here just shows that everybody's in tune with what they're meant to be doing. And I think when I can see stuff like this, then I know we're doing things right and I know that we, we, we're we playing well. So, you know, I just really wanted to highlight this image because it's a great image to show how Villa play and what we're trying to do. And off-picture now, you're probably going to have Moreno, who's sort of on the same line as probably where Bailey is as well. So, you know, again, the line... He's quite high, containing the opposition, uh, et cetera. So it's a great image to be able to show you all. Um, And then that was the last one of um, Douglas Louise. So all in all, really, really happy. Uh, Happy with what I saw. Good performance. I thought it was a good performance. We missed a few chances. They scored two goals. We won 3-2. And like me and Justin said, teams are going to score goals against us. There are going to be times where it gets a bit edgy. There are going to be times where we don't play that well. But the most important thing is that Aston Villa win the football match. And when we look back on the season, we might not look back on them and think, oh, wow, we beat Burnley 3-2. You know, it's it might just be one of those games that you're like, we had to win that game. And it's just one of those. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just remember listening to a commentator and a pundit talking when I was watching Liverpool against Crystal Palace early in the season and Liverpool were just terrible, they were awful and the commentator was just like, if Liverpool win the league this season, they won't look back on this game and think, you know and the fans won't remember it as a, as a great game but it's just one where they have to win and they won and they ended up winning the game and You know, yeah, it's it's just one of them. Like, you know, we're winning football matches um, and and we're just doing things really, really well. So, you know, Emery's gave the lads three days off. You know, we know McGuinness said that Emery is very um, good with his days off. So they've got three days off now to rest recovery group. Um, and then we turn our attention to to the FA Cup, and I was watching Emery in the game, and I, I didn't mention it actually. Um, he, he he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy at one point with the crowd either. Um, there was one period in the game where Carlos was taking his time a little bit, and the crowd were getting edgy, and Emery was just doing this. He was just doing this to the crowd, and he's doing it for like ages. He was just like, "Come on." Um, so, yeah, he was getting a bit, I think he was getting a bit frustrated. But, you know, one thing that I think when when we are taking our time and we are sort of getting in our shape, it, it is all about sort of Villa getting in their shape and sort of just knowing that we want to be in our, in our structure. And I think that's important to, to note as well, uh, is that when, when the ball goes here and we're taking our time still, just we have to just keep remembering. We have to trust this process, and Emery wants the players to get set in their positions. Uh, so when it, when the ball's then going to be moved into there, you know we, we we're setting our we're setting our structured shape here. So we are just waiting and waiting and waiting for that right opportunity for that ball to go into those right areas. What he doesn't want to do is. He doesn't want to – we know Emery's about control. And when he's about control, what he doesn't want to do is for a player to play a pass into an area where that pass is going to get cut out. That's the worst thing that can happen for Emery, is that when that crowd got edgy, if that ball went in there and it got cut out and they were on the break, Emery would be fuming. He just – he wants to have complete control – so if it does take its time or it does go a bit slower, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we're scoring late, late goals. We will create that chance. So it's important for us to just hold our nerve and be super, super patient. So that's the end of the debrief. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. Ask them that currently at the time of recording our second in the Premier League. Shout out as well to Leon Edwards. I loved it. What I've got to say as well is that the I got to the into my seat a bit earlier, and I actually thought that the music, the montages before the game were brilliant. They've improved massively. Love that Leon Edwards came on the pitch. I think that's brilliant. We've got to start doing more stuff like that. Um, and shout out to Luke Littler, who watched the darts. Oh my god. It's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. So up the Loot Littler as well. Uh, It's absolutely fantastic. So cheers, everyone. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, If you have, subscribe, comment your thoughts. Up the villa.